Hello, welcome back to another podcast. This is the start of Diamond Talk. As you can imagine, it'll be my baseball podcast. I'm your host, Elijah Lippert, aka Franchise. I've also got Colton Moss once again. Almost all of you, well, okay, probably all of you know who he is by now. And Rob Johnson, first time on the show. So thanks for coming on, Rob. Happy to have you. All right, so let's get into some baseball. First off, we're going to start with the Twins actually doing something right today because it's been a slow start to the year. They took the final game in Cleveland with a 10-2 win. Jay Happ had another solid seven innings today with four hits, two earned runs, one walk, and three strikeouts. Randy Dobnik, former Uber driver, pitched two innings, gave up one hit, no earned runs, no walks. Byron Buxton got moved up to the leadoff spot. He went five for five with an RBI home run. Uh, second pitch of the game, actually, he hit his out. Then Donaldson followed up up with the home run, so we were up 2-0 right off the bat. Polanco hit a two-run home run also in the first. And then Garver hit two home runs. Williams Ostadio hit a home run. And Andrelton Simmons was the only Twins player without a hit. So the Twins are 8-15 and 15 now. Hopefully this is the start of something. So I don't know if uh, Colton will start with you. Did you see any of the game or hear any of the game today? No, I didn't. I uh, got notifications. I didn't get to see any of the, any of the game. I was I got done a little late with work today. Thankfully, at work today, I was able to multitask. I heard part of it in the background slash went back and watched some replays at times during work. So. I, I didn't see – I saw the first four runs, but some of the other ones I didn't see. But either way, it was obviously a solid game. Um, so I haven't really got to watch much of the game. As you know, the subscription I got for TV doesn't carry that, and I'd have to pay this place. Yeah, that whole YouTube TV and FSN, now Bali Sports North, that kind of sucks. But especially now if YouTube TV gets – thrown off google yeah i like they're talking about that'll be really suck but yeah have you got to watch many of the games yet this year rob watched most of them actually it's been a struggle as a big fan but uh you know like you said maybe today will be a turning point we all know they're they've got the offense we've got you know top end of a rotation is you know very competitive around the league with barrios and uh, big mike and and kenta but you know, they just got to put everything together. We're early in the season, so I, I, I don't think I would jump off the, the bus just yet. Yeah, I agree. Especially looking back, I know 91 is a long time ago. I wasn't even born yet. But in, back in 1991, uh, they started April on with a losing record and then only went 500 in May and still won the World Series. So definitely too early to give up. We have, like Rob, you, like you said, we have the team – to be better than this. We all know that. Heck, we started the year with two series wins right away and then fell apart. So we're better than the record shows, and I think we'll get back in it. I mean, Oakland, my other team, they started 1-7, and seven, and now they lead their division by two games. So uh, they definitely have time to get back into it. If it was a shortened season again this year, then I'd say, okay, that's a different story. But with a 162-game season, there's a lot of baseball to get back in it. Plus, last night, Rocco Baldelli had a team meeting, 
talked with all the guys, and then they came out with three home runs in the first inning today. So hopefully that's the jolt they needed. I'm still a Rocco fan. Uh, I know not everybody is, and he's made some questionable decisions this year, but overall I still like him as a manager. So In my opinion, there's going to be a lot of hate because it's early in the season, and we got a team around us, but as someone said today when I watched the video was, uh, look at the Yankees, they got a lot of talent. Look at the Twins, we got a lot of talent too. They're both going to – some sometime this season they're going to hit their stride, and when they hit their stride, they're going to be good. Look at Byron Buxton this year. He was actually playing very well. I'm kind of shocked. Well, he still is. He won five for five today. So. Yeah, I know. I'm saying he is. And I think Nelson Cruz, that's no shock to anybody. He's he's playing very well this year, too. Yeah. I think the Twins are happy to have him back. The ageless wonder. Yeah. <laughs> that's, he's very good. <laughs> yeah, Buxton, I mean, he's on a terrorist. Look at, um, two years ago, when we had a lot of talent, just imagine if we had, if Byron Buxton was in here stride then two years ago when we had Josh Donaldson. Just think about all the, just think about that for a minute. <laughs> yeah, and Buxton's tied for the league lead in home runs down, so. Yeah, Buxton's doing very good stats-wise, and so is Nelson Cruz, I think, too, is and what I, I'm hearing. And then we got to circle back to, something Rob's said about the pitching too. So I agree. We got three guys I think are solid for sure. I know Maeda is struggling more than last year, but he's still a solid pitcher. Barrios is off to a great start this year. Big Mike, we know what he can do. Now if Jay Happ continues what he's doing, that's a pretty solid rotation. And Schumacher will have some decent games. So I think overall you've got a good enough rotation. I know the bullpen's been iffy so far, but I still think you got solid enough arms that if you stop going to Colome, <laughs> yeah. especially in high leverage situations, and use Rogers and Duffy and some of these other guys, uh, I think they'll be all right. I so. think a lot of people are out on Colome, but I'm not just one of them. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was big on him when they signed him. I thought it was a great move with what he's done before. He, and I'm not giving up on him. It's he only hasn't eight... done very well in the offseason either, I don't think, in training campus that I'm hearing do. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm not giving up on him, though. It's only April. Um, I, it's still early in the season, and there's a lot of people that are down on or almost down on the Twins and almost ready to get rid of Rocco Balladelli and other stuff. And I would say to those people, it's still early in the season. Yes, I might be one of them, but I think it's still early in the season to well, not even think about those kind of moves yet. Rob and I have been up around longer than you have, obviously, yeah, I, I know, Colton. I know this. <laughs> and uh, what I'd say to something like that is, yes, I know Garden Hire won a lot of divisions, but he had what? Was it 400 lost seasons in a row before they finally got rid of Guardy? So, like, Anybody who really thinks they're ready to give up on Baldelli already after winning a division and being in only his third year, whatever it is now, yeah, I think that's crazy. Talk to me in mid-season, which would be July or something like that. Then I might agree with you, but I don't think that's going to happen. I, like I said before, 
look at the Yankees and look at the Twins. They both have a staff roster, and the Yankees aren't doing so well either right, right. now. Yeah, and the Twins aren't, and it's just going to take that one game. Maybe today was that one game that the Twins hit their stride, but if they lose any more, it's going to be 10 games out, and it's going to be rough road coming back. Well, yes, we were seven games out coming into today. Right. I haven't seen what the other teams have done today, but heck, Rob Bradley remembers this, being a lifelong fan, I'm sure, like I am. Yeah. It was... Several years ago, when we were in the middle of our division runs, we were something around seven games back with in August and came back and won the division the last day of the year. So to think how late in the season they made that comeback, I mean, the season's not over by any stretch. And Kansas City is surprising a lot of teams this year. Nobody expected them to have the best record in baseball right now. Um, But with that said... Who's the one team that we we thought would be very good that has all that talent other than the Twins in our division round? White Sox. Yeah, I think it was the White Sox, and I don't and I don't know if they're doing good. White, I, White Sox are twelve and ten. They'll be right there towards the end of the year, uh, towards the top of the division. They'll give the Twins a run. Cleveland will fall off. Um, Cleveland always falls past, off. <laughs> you get past Beaver in their rotation, and you know they've got another young guy, and after that, it's just. Cleveland's they're always right. falling off. They haven't really made it back to I don't I don't know if they make the playoffs or make like a deep run as they did in like either twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen. I still think Kansas City is gonna fall off at some point. Yeah. Um I know what they've done so far this year, but and maybe they'll just shock us all. I mean teams do it once in a while, but I don't know about you, Rob, but I think they're gonna fall off too by the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I I firmly agree that Kansas City will not run a six forty win percentage through the rest of the season like they are right now. Again, we're we're twenty to twenty five games into the year. Um, the year's young. Um, don't don't get excited. Don't jump off the bus. Don't want to sell the team right now. We've got a long ways to go. Yep. Six and a half games is not a hard makeup in a division that we play in right now. That. Ultimately, I don't think anybody's going to run away with, and right. uh, you know, Detroit's just going to be god awful, terrible, and I think the rest of them will be competitive. So I think the reason why a lot of people are jumping off too early is because they thought, "Oh, we would be very good this very early in the season," mm-hmm. and we all know that's not going to happen. You're going to get that one series or two or series or three series in a row that's going to make them. Not do so good. It's just Minnesota sports. Yeah. I'm kind of used to it with the Twins, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I said it at the start of the year, and I'll say it again. I know we're coming into today, we were in last place in the division. I still think we're going to be right in it at the end of the year to win the division. Mm-hmm. The White Sox will be right up there. Yeah. but um, what, uh... And I also, whether we win the division or get in as a wild card, I still think it's going to be the year we snap our playoff drought. We're going to win at least one playoff game. (laughs) I think we'll win a playoff series. The sad thing about that is with how disastrous the Wolves have been. And they've won a playoff game more recently than the Twins. That's pretty sad to think about. What what place do you think the Twins will be in, Rob and Elijah? At the end of towards the end of the season, well, I know I know it's early, but 
where do you think they'll be? Like, I know they won't be in last. Like right? I just said, I think they'll either win it or finish second and still make the playoffs either way. Bob? I I firmly I I firmly believe that we can pass up Chicago. We start playing as a team. I mean, <clears throat> I was looking at some stuff today. You've got a team that's uh, top four in the AL and and starters ERA with just over four for earned run average. You've got Buxton who's tied for the lead league and <coughs> Cruz is tied for second with seven. Um, so the offense is there. We'll get it going. You know, Garver hit two out today. Maybe this is going to get him going. You know, him and Jeffers at the catching position, that's a nice one-two punch there. But top to bottom, uh, we've got a lineup that can compete with anybody. You know, the first three, four pitchers on the staff are are good. You know, it's uh, half, uh, half, I think, is our wild card. Shoemakers look pretty decent this year. And to be honest with you, defense, I think I've heard people talk about the defense this year. Uh, we have 12 errors in 24 games. I guess I would probably take that. You know, there's only two other teams in the AL that are better defensively right now. So, uh, yeah, I think our big thing is right now we've got to figure out a way to win those late inning games and, and extra inning games because oh, we're that's, right. that's we're 0 and 5 in extra inning games. And uh, you know, you turn that around, uh, even going 4 and 1, and you're sitting at the top of the division. Oh, darn near. Right. 0 oh, and 5 in extra inning games was four walk up <clears throat> losses. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I actually, I was going to get into the that topic. So, Rob brought it up. What do you guys think of? We're going to get into a couple of the different rules, but. What are your guys' thoughts? We'll start with Rob on the extra <laughs> inning rules, starting with the runner on second base. You know, the, the rules that they changed this year, and, you know, you said we'll talk about a couple of them. The, the, the extra inning rule, putting a guy at second base, I mean, what is, what's that going to do? I mean, you're, you're, you start, if you go back to the TK days, Tom Kelly days, you got a guy at second base, you're going to bunt him over to third base and, with, you know, major leaguers and two outs should be able to score a guy from third base. Uh, most teams aren't doing the small ball stuff like they should. Um, I don't know why, but uh, my opinion, starting a guy at second, uh, you, you know, what, do you, what are you, you going to change next? You're going to start the batter with a 1-1 count, you know, like we do in slow pit softball. It's, it's, they're ruining a game that uh, Abner Doubleday made great. Yep. Um, they're talking about moving the pitching mound back or raising it up or whatever, and uh, it's, it's just stop making changes to America's pastime. You know why? Why do it? You know? And I, yeah, I agree. I love baseball. I'm. Some people find it boring, but I'm a big math guy. I'm a big analytical guy. So even though I love all sports, as both of you probably know, yep. I think if I had to pick a favorite, baseball is still my favorite. Just with how my brain works, I absolutely love the game. So I agree. I mean. I get they're trying to keep, I think, some of the younger generation to get involved and watch baseball and try to speed up the game. But honestly, I just don't think you have to mess with it. Baseball's even if you have some people that find it boring, you're always going to have a market for it. Just leave it alone. And so I'm kind of with you. I, I mean, it can depending who the runner is on second, especially if you get a shallow, if you get a shallow single to the outfield, like, you know, like any time during the game, it can be exciting to see if they wave them home, but you don't need to change it. I know they're trying to speed up the game, but I just don't think you need to do it. 
No. How about you, Colton? I agree with you. Yeah. I totally agree with you. They, they're messing with something that they shouldn't mess with. They're messing with a game that everyone, like Rob, who's old, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> who, who's old and who's remembered that game, and when they get older, they're going to tell their grandkids, oh, that is not what it used to be when I was growing up. When I was growing up, it used to be this, when it wasn't that. They're trying to make the younger the younger kids, kind of like me, or younger, um, watch the game. They probably are, but they're probably like, oh, that looks nice. No, that doesn't. I'm sorry. I don't like it. <laughs> so next to the, on to the next world change. We'll start, with oh, Col- oh. we'll start with Colton this time. No, you can start off with him. Colton, go ahead. What? What, what do you think of the doubleheader rule? Um, where they pull, obviously, mo- most of the listeners that want to listen to the baseball podcast probably know this. But just to recap, since I said the same thing about the X running rule with the runner on second, the doubleheader rule is they play two seven-inning games rather than the typical two nine-inning games. So, Colton, start us off. I don't like that. I haven't really sat down and watched a actual doubleheader game. I think I know where Rod's going to go on it, and I'm probably going to agree with him. Um, I really got nothing on that one. <laughs> Okay, Rob, I think you're going to have a few words to say. Again, you're messing with the game. I mean, I think one of the best things they did is is they put these alternate sites uh, within uh, an hour or two hours from from a host stadium. Um, You know you got a doubleheader coming up. You got the guys at the alternate sites. You're going to bring them with. You expand a roster by one or two players on doubleheader days. You don't take innings away. They want to recognize uh, these these new seven inning games as full games, but uh, just the other night you take uh, Madison Bumgarner from Arizona throws a seven inning no hitter in the first half of a of a, the new organized uh, doubleheader, and he's not getting recognized for throwing a no hitter even though it's considered a complete game. Uh, just makes zero sense to me, and uh, you know let these guys play. They're getting paid to play kids game let them play the game uh quit taking innings away yeah i completely agree and who knows maybe if he it would have been a nine inning game maybe he goes down in history but i agree it's a shame and but here's the other thing like in a way i'd say if you're going to consider it a complete game you know let him get credit for a no hitter too because you know you're the one that changed the rules with that said, then you could make an argument. Is it fair to the guys who pitched nine innings to allow no hitters in seven, you know, to recognize them in seven inning games? But so I think it just gets back to you leave the game alone. Stop making these changes. I just, yeah. So I'm with you guys. I think they were unnecessary changes. Can I say? Adding, oh, I'm just going to finish one more thought then go ahead, Colton. But. I mean, adding the pitch timer, okay, that that's not a big deal to me. I'm okay with that to speed up the game somewhat. But these extra inning and doubleheader rules, I'm just not a fan of them personally. So Can I say that they're bringing these in from last year? They're basically bringing them in from a, what, what is a regular season, 160 games? 162. 162 games. They're bringing in rules from 
what was it, like a 62 season last year or something like that? It was short. It was a shortened season. They're bringing it in from a shortened season saying, hey, let's go. Let's try this for 162 games. That's not going to work 162 times. Right. You're going to have fans like Rob, you, me, other people out there who listen to this are going to agree with us and say that it's not good. They're just basically bringing it in from a shortened season saying, let's do it, let's try this, see if it works. When, it's, when they're not going to bring it back the following year. The other thing I wish that would they'd make a permanent thing. For me personally, and I'm not old enough, obviously, to remember the old days, but I wish when they do do double headers, besides keeping them nine innings, I wish they'd go back to the true double header playing back to back rather than this three hour break in between games like they do sometimes where you play so, at one and then not again till seven. I'm not a fan of that either. Just play back to back games in my that's opinion. That's what I grew up in that's what I grew up with him when I was in the spot. Well, we didn't play double headers, did we, Rob? I know in high school we did and we had like an hour break or something like that. But yeah. You you need your rest is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> well, again, you have a big enough team, you've got these sure. alternate yep. sites. Yeah. What's But they I'm, haven't they, they haven't played yet. They're, they're not playing till May 15th. So those those guys haven't gotten to see the field yet, those other guys. I think you're talking about down, the, down below. You're talking about the typical minor leagues, <laughs> which haven't started yet. The guys at the alternate sites are still getting work in. They're putting work in every day, and they're ready to be called because there's a reason why these alternate sites, you know, the, the St. Paul Saints, there are AAA facilities. They haven't started yet. Are, it doesn't matter. The alternate site, these guys are working out at uh, at that at that yeah. field every day, just yeah. ready for the phone call so they can jump in a car and get over to the stadium, you know. They're, they're ready. Um, uh, the, the minor leagues uh, right now, it's, you know, the, your alternate sites, you've got whatever you got there, 10 guys there, they're ready to go. Um, so minor leagues will start May 15th. Yeah. You'll have your hands on more guys, but, um, you know, to be honest with you, there's, there's, there's 25 guys on a team and there's nine to 10 guys playing in, uh, in any given game. You, you've got enough bench players, you know, right. you your most staffs, most teams are carrying 13, 13 pitchers and, and 12 position players. You, you've got enough. You got enough arms out there. I know you're trying to speed the games up. You're trying to save arms. You're trying to prevent injuries. It's just they're they're just ruining a game right now by making some of these dumb changes. I agree, and they're bringing it in. Like I said, Rob, they're bringing it in from a shortened season, basically saying, "Oh, it worked in a 32 game or 52 season, whatever you want to call it." Bringing it in from a shortened season, saying, "Hey, let's try it for 162 games. It's not going to work." Yeah, I'm it's go- not going to work. <laughs> Getting off the rules for a minute, I'm going to go back to something Rob said earlier, too. Well, actually not completely off the rules because it has to do with what we're talking about. But I agree. I think more teams should be playing small ball. You start with a runner on second. You get them to third, and all it takes is a pop fly to the outfield, and you score the go-ahead run. If you've got any confidence at all in your closer – you know, to hold a one run lead. Why teams aren't doing more of it, I don't know. And you mentioned Tom Kelly. I don't remember much of him, but Garden Hire, I remember. They were known as the Piranhas, you know, the Ozzie Guillen 
who was the manager of the White Sox. They were called that for a reason because they kept nibbling. They played small ball. You had Nick Punto sliding headfirst into first base on a regular basis. But, no, they uh, – yeah, I mean, they played small ball and they won some games because of it. So, I completely agree. Teams should do it more often, especially when you start with the runner on second base. I mean, I get it if you have – you know, if it's the heart of your lineup, you're probably not going to. You're going to hope Cruz and, you know, some of these other guys can get it done. But if you have somebody <laughs> like Simmons, who today batted ninth up, and they're running around second, and Simmons has some speed, you bunt him, and who knows, if it's a perfect bunt, you might even have two runners on, you know, if he beats it out for an infield hit. So I absolutely think they should be doing more small ball. But. Agreed. I agree. Yep. So. Okay. Well, Kansas City is up nine to five on Pittsburgh. It looks like so. That won't help us today, but at least we won, so we're not going to lose any ground. We got a. We just. I think. You know, my advice from here. Obviously, the twins won't hear this, but <laughs> if I was going on Vegas, I'd say obviously take it one game at a time and focus on winning series. So you you win two out of three in a majority of the series the rest of the year, you're going to get right back in it. You got to just focus on winning series. You don't obviously need to sweep every series, but take two out of three like we did the first two series, and you're going to get right back in it. So I think they need that one striker, that one player to play a fire, light, light something under their butt. Well, I think Buxton's doing that by how he's playing. I think Cruz always brings that. Donaldson, just with his personality, I think he's going to bring that to the table. They even, they even talked about that with the announcers today, that, you know, the – energy Donaldson brings and how he's going to expect the best out of all his teammates and try to bring the best out of them. That's just how Donaldson is. So, But go ahead, Colton. Knock on wood. Uh, Buxton's only had one injury this year. Depends what you count an injury. That's a big key is keeping – I mean, you you see this guy is hitting close to 400, if not over, and he's got – eight home runs and, 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 he, and he runs like a deer keeping him healthy. And, and that's why you're seeing them too. I don't know if you guys caught this. They, they've asked him to play in uh, farther away from that wall and, 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 yep. and you know, go back and uh, keep him away from that wall. Cause that wall seems to be his enemy the last couple of years here and it's tearing him apart. We keep him healthy and we keep him in the, the, the three, four hole. Look what he's doing. Yeah, he's just a, he's a man child right now, and he's and he's having fun. Yep, the, he is showing why he was a five tool prospect coming out, and he's showing why everybody was so big on him. We knew he had power. We knew he's got super speed. We knew, uh, um, you know, we know he makes highlight real catches. You know, he gets injured because of it, unfortunately. And I'm not going to blame Buxton for that. He plays hard. Some guys get injured easier. You know, I'm not blaming him. Everybody loves guys that play hard. And I think too many people blame him for it. But I do like what they did. And Rob mentioned that he's got enough speed. He can make up that ground. You know, we've seen that. But bringing him in closer or farther away from the wall, I think that's going to help. Um, 
And we've still seen him make some highlight reel catches. He had a couple diving catches here recently against Pittsburgh that were pretty amazing with the ground he covered. So I think that was uh, great coaching on our part. The other thing is, I think it's, honestly, I think it's understated. I think, I know you say, well, it's baseball, you've got multiple coaches. I still think losing your bench coach right before the start of the year had an effect on the team. I just do. You know, he's been with the organization for how long, and all of a sudden he's not there, you know, Mike Bell. Um, You know, so I think even that took a toll on the team, and I think as they get used to the new normal and not having him around, you know, I think today was an example. I think they're good enough they'll get back into it, but I don't think – people realize enough that that probably took a toll on the team too, losing yeah. the bench coach. So well, they essentially lost a family member is what they lost. And yeah, I'm sure it does, but you know, they're also, they're professional athletes too. And, and you got to go out there and you play and, and you play the season for him now, you know, you use it. It's a terrible thing to lose somebody to, to death. If it's family, if it's friend, if it's, you know, somebody from another team, but um, you know, you're, you're going to have your morning, period and, and then you know you go play the rest of the season for the for, for Mike and you know when you get to the playoffs uh, and, and you know I guess the ultimate goal winning the World Series you, you know you, you stand at that podium and they say this one's for Mike right so absolutely all right so apparently on a laptop each segment can only be 30 minutes what? and we're just about there <laughs> on my phone it's half an hour so oh, an hour all right, yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. I knew what I was trying to say. So I'm going to stop it here, and then uh, we'll wrap it up on the other segment. All right, back with the second segment. This one won't be very long, just some closing statements probably, and my end to the – we're not talking about the... – I don't know if you heard Colton's whisper now that I have a great microphone that picks up a lot of things, but we're not talking about the Packers on a baseball podcast, okay? That will be for a football podcast, and even then, it'll be more Vikings. Um, So, anyway, any uh, closing statements or anything you guys want to add about the rest of the year or things you want to see change the rest of the year? H before beauty, Rob. No, I guess I, in my finishing words again, I just want to reiterate what I said earlier. You know, we're 25 games into the season. You don't get excited. You know, uh, long season, it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You know, we'll get there. We'll put stuff together. Again, you know, maybe, maybe, I know it's only one game, but maybe this is the turnaround. Um, you add some more uh, dynamics to the Donaldsons, the Buxtons, the Cruises with maybe getting Garber going here and, you know, Arias and, and, and Ostadio and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, just don't get too excited yet. Don't give up on the team. Don't call for Rocco's head. You know, Rocco in his first year is manager of the year, second year is I think he finished second or third in the voting. No, he, he's, a good mo- he's a good manager, you know, so – uh, he, he does make some questionable calls, but he's uh, they've got a good enough team where they're going to come back and, and, like I said, just uh, stay patient with them. We'll get there. Um, and and I, when we have this discussion at the end of uh, September, I think 
think we'll be a little more chipper on where they are in the standings. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, now, of course, we got a off day tomorrow. Then we start a seven-game home stand. We play Kansas City, so that'll be a big series if we can get a series win there against the division leader. We play them Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 7-10, 1-10, and 1-10. And then we have a four-game series at home with the Rangers. So three 640 games against Texas and a 12-10 game, something. Hey, don't they got linked up the Oakland game? I know they tried doing that, and now they got that canceled again. Be later this summer. Yeah. That's yep. the, the COVID cancellation. Yeah, that that's what my notification said yesterday. And I was wondering if that. If they gotta make that up, stupid, 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 stupid. Yeah, I uh... <laughs> don't, don't follow up on that one. <laughs> well, I was debating whether we were gonna get into that at all or not. Um, well, I that, think. What, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> on the COVID rules. I mean, as, as somebody that got COVID, as somebody that was in the hospital with COVID, you know, I look at it a little bit differently. Um, do I want to wear a mask everywhere I walk? No. Uh, will I do it if I want to go to, if I, if I absolutely have to? Yeah. I mean, it, it, unfortunately this last 13 months, it's, it's what we've got to go through. Um, let's hope and pray that we don't have to go through it for another 13 months. Um, you know, but, uh, staying on the sports side of things, you know, they've got it opened up to 10,000 people. We're at 25% capacity at target field. I firmly believe with where numbers are, even with a little bit of a spike here, I think in another month, uh, month, uh, six weeks or so, you're going to see that number go to maybe 15, 18,000, just get some more in there. Um, I think you're going to see more and more of these rules get relaxed, uh, and, you know, but just, just be smart out there. I mean, that's all it starts with is be smart. If you're going to wear a mask, if you're not going to wear a mask, just be smart. You know, it doesn't matter. It's, 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 it's one person's prerogative if they want to wear it or not. So it, but just be smart out there so that we don't have to stay indoors again for another six weeks. Um, can I add something? Yeah. I was gonna. I was told you I was gonna mention this. I already told Rob. Um, if you do decide to go to a game, Twins game, I have a buddy who went. Few people who actually went. You can walk in with your mask, um, and you can take it off at your seat, and they're not gonna come and police you and tell you to put your mask on. It's right, perfectly, it's perfectly fine. Once you get to there and you go through the security, you can probably take it off, and they're probably not going to stop you. But as someone said, who I had to give him a jersey to, sadly, not you, um, said unless if you're sitting in your chair huckling or anything like that, you're perfectly fine. They're not going to tell you to put a mask on or anything like that. Yes, you'll have it on your neck or whatever, but. You're perfectly fine. You don't need to wear your mask outside. Come on, man. And to what Rob said, I'd sure like, I know we're in a very liberal state, unfortunately. And I'm not, and I'm not going to get started on our governor because that would be a whole nother (laughs) conversation. Um, Anyway, the, uh, the Indy 500, I don't know if you guys saw this. For the Indy 500, they're going to cap it at 135,000 people. So if they can have 135,000 at a race in Indianapolis, 
a few states away. I'd sure like to think in an outdoor stadium we could get up to eighteen, twenty thousand, you know, in a couple months. So we will next week. He's either going to announce this week or next week, and that is what I heard. Yeah. Different, different topic, please. <laughs> That's fine with me. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I would have said about it at all was, you know, some of these teams. I know there's a lot of players that aren't going to get the shot, and I think that should be their choice like any of us. You know, I don't think they should be forced to get a COVID shot, especially because I'm not a believer in the shot personally. So I uh, I think they should have the choice. That's something they should have the right to, in my opinion. No so. one should be forced to get it. If you force, it to, if you force someone, if I forced you to get it, which that's not going to happen because I know better, but if that were to happen and someone forced someone to get it, that's kind of sad and someone shouldn't be forced. In to my get opinion, it. our rights are being infringed upon enough with some of us stuff during COVID that you can't force people to get the shot. So, anyway. I, I, I like clearing my throat, Rob. <laughs> Any other closing statements no. for either of you? No. I, Rob, you remember that uh, maybe by the end of the year season, whatever you want to call it, we'll be thinking happier, and I hope I think that will happen. I'm not going to be a Debbie Downer and think that's not going to happen because I know that's not going to happen. I've seen, I have seen worse for the Twins, and you and Rob probably have seen far more worse and far much better. And well, Rob's got to live through the World Series. So to, clo- to close out, as we got off topic just a little bit. I'll bring it back, and if you don't have anything else to add, that's fine too. But in case you wanted to, just anything quick you look forward to the rest of the year or improvements that you expect to see, um, obviously for them to get where we want them to be by the end of the year. Seeing Byron Buxton hit yard, man, and doing good this year. Don't give me that look, Rob. At least he's playing better than he was last year and years prior. Oh, I think by the end of the season, you're going to see a, a, a bullpen get it figured out. Yep. Um, you're, you know, and Rocco's going to go to a bullpen by committee for right now. I think you're going to see a clear cut uh, probably between uh, Rogers and uh, uh, back to Colome, um by the end of the year. Um, you mentioned uh, Robles earlier, um, potentially, but I think by the end of the year, you're going to have your, your clear cut closer. Um, and your setup guys, uh, we'll get it and we'll get it figured out. And, you know, as long as this hitting can stay, uh, what it's doing, um, the pieces will fall together. So, uh, not, not too worried yet. And it'll be fun to watch these guys to the, during the summer and, you know, get up and get, uh, get to a couple of games here and, and cheer these guys on. They played a whole bunch last year with, with no fans in the stands. And so they love seeing faces there. So, and if I, if I could mention one other thing here, you know, is we're talking baseball um, very soon here. The Royal Missile Lake Royals are going to be starting. Go out and support them. That's a fun team to watch. And and, and right now, Maple River, uh, the, the local high school here, they've got one heck of a team. They're off to a heck of a great start. So coach. go have go have fun. You know, Jeff Cole's coaching them. He does. He's a, he's a, he's a great coach. He's, he's a good guy. He's he's leading this team off to an extremely hot start right now. They're, they're a real fun team to watch. So go out there and watch them this summer. Pick up some Royals games there, Minnesota Lake Royals games. 
just take the family out and have a good night. How many, uh, just to add to that, Rob, I know the first uh, couple weeks or whatever, I checked in on their record a few times and I saw they were off to a hot start. Do you know what Maple River's record is now by chance? Uh, I don't. I know they started off five and zero. Uh, they had some huge. They, they had some huge starts or huge wins, excuse me. Um, but uh, you know, I don't know. I I know they played. I think a couple of games since uh, since their that start there. And um, my apologies to Coach Cole and, and the team there. I, I haven't seen the last two games, so I don't know where they stand. But uh, regardless. Uh, uh, they're, they're, they're playing good baseball and there's a lot of good kids on that team. So, you know, again, I encourage you to go out and watch them at, uh, you know, if it's in Minnesota Lake at, at the bud or, you know, travel around a little bit and go watch them, you know, get out and watch them. I, I see, uh, Peyton C and, uh, uh, Byron, Coach Byron left. I see they're coaching for softball now. Yep. So who's who's there for them? <laughs> who's is Jeff Cole the head coach still? Yeah, for baseball. But Jay and uh, Peyton and Eric Ward coach oh, softball Eric, together. Eric, Eric wasn't in baseball. But I'm saying they all coach softball together. Is what I'm saying. Oh. You both, you both turned your heads at me at the same time. Can we do that again? <laughs> and I'm just looking up baseball. Um, let's see. So last game against Janesville, Waldorf, Pemberton, Maple River won 17 to two. And yeah, I don't think this is updated. Because it shows the score of the last game, but it still says they're five and zero, and that's not accurate anymore. Um, so they're they should have at least six wins now. Let's see, because they beat Waterville twenty-one to four. They wow. beat uh, Medford five to three. New Richland twelve to eleven. Eight uh, USC eight to two, and. Janesville seventeen to two. Um, actually, it does look like they've only had five games after all. Um, so Janes, Janesville was the last one. They have a six-day break from the Janesville game to Hayfield, but the game against Hayfield's tomorrow. So they do play again tomorrow. So maybe you haven't missed any after all, Rob. Yeah, maybe not. So they play Hayfield in Hayfield on Thursday, and then the following day they host Lake Crystal. So. That would be a good game to go to. I don't know how like Crystal is this year, but I know in other sports we're kind of rivals, so might be a good game. Yeah. And like Rob said, I do encourage getting out and supporting your local teams. I mean, go support your high schools, you know, go support the Minnesota Lake Royals. Um, if you're from a different town, you know, we've got the Wells Wildcats close by. If you're a Wells person, we got... Cleveland Spiders. I played for both those teams when I I played for Cleveland when I lived in Mankato. I played for Wells. Um, I never played for Mensa Lake, but anyway, I had fun though. So yeah, just go out and support them. Even the Mankato Moon Dogs, you know, get out and support them. Uh, they, you know, they like having fans there. So definitely with the 
all the COVID stuff we've had going on, just getting out and enjoying the outdoors and enjoying a high school game, especially a team that's as good as Maple River is this year. It's a lot of fun and they deserve the support. So I, I'm just going to reiterate what Rob said on that. So Can I say that that is uh, very shocking? That, uh, excuse me. Sorry, I didn't really got my phone. Um, that is very shocking that Maple River is starting as hot as they are for baseball. I have been on far worse teams and not as good a starts as that. Why is it shocking, though? I mean, like any team, you're going to have... expecting them to be that good, is what I'm trying to say, if that makes sense. Well, do you know, I mean, do you know many of the guys on the team? Have you kept up with who they have I, I or know, anything? I okay, know. well, I probably know a few of them that are on that team. Because the talent's definitely there, so... Talent's definitely there. I've had the privilege of coaching most of those guys in a fall league, you know, the Gopher State League. 17, 18, 19-year-olds that we go up to the cities and play doubleheaders every two or every Sunday. Um, a lot of those kids, or most of those kids are on that team. Um, you've got the Isaiah Andersons, the Brady Walters, the you know Jonah Willis is a, just a great kid. Mason Franks up there. He's a, he's a lively arm. Uh, Lucas Deering, speaking of lively, lively arms, I had the lanky left-hander can throw hard. Um, and I'd hate to take a hit by pitch by him. So, yep. um, but no, the talent's there. Um, there's nothing to be shocked about uh, this team starting off like they are. Um, they've got the talent there. It's going to be fun to make watch them make a run. And, and uh, the coaching staff is, is second to none, too. I mean, again, I, I'm a big fan of Jeff Cole. Um, he's, he's a good guy. He's put a staff together that leads these guys. And, uh, uh, you know, there's a reason why they're five and zero and not zero and five. You know, they're they're playing as a team and and they're using their talents. Yeah, and Lucas Deering, he played with my brother, and uh, I helped uh, coach that team. I actually showed up to practice one day and helped him out, and then it stuck. I so I was a coach without officially being a coach, but uh, Tom Schnorr was one of the coaches and. Rob McGregor, and so I helped those guys out when my brother played. But, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Can I say that? And Lucas threw hard even back then. I know he had some – back then I think he had a shoulder. Is that what he had when he was younger that popped out once so long? Sure. I know he had some sort of injury that unfortunately led, you know, arm problems or something. But he obviously uh, is better now, it sounds like, which is awesome. Because uh, he definitely has a lively arm for sure. So go ahead, Colton. Sure, you know that I'm coaching, as there's one sitting at this table that did coach me and was very good at it. Um, I'm happy that he got to coach me. I'm happy I'm, he's one of my friends. Um, him and Jeff Cole are top, top up there as coaches. Rob was very good at coaching, and Jeff Cole, Cole currently is – very good at coaching, and Rob was right on that. Yep. Yeah, I knew it would probably be, you know, it would take some time before they'd have some talent again like they do now. Yeah, it does. Um, I, I honestly think Olsen got out at the right time because I know they had a couple down years there when JC first took over, but I knew with some of the young kids coming up that they'd be good eventually, and we're seeing it this year. Um, and I think uh, a couple of years ago they were pretty decent too, weren't they, Rob? Yeah, they were. They were. They were pretty darn competitive here a couple of years ago, and 
well, you yeah. know, had a little bit of a down year. Uh, obviously, nobody played last year, and, and it was just a huge misfortune for the seniors that went out. Um, you know, I think uh, two years ago they were down a little bit. Three years ago, I think, is when they, you know, they made a little run there and, and, and were fairly talented. Um, but, you know, not only this year uh, with the talent, uh, knowing most of these guys, uh, uh, not only are they talented ball players, but they're they're – they're talented role models. You know, they they know they've got little kids watching them, and they they carry about their business uh, in a clean fashion. And and these these kids enjoy watching them, and, and it's just it's fun to watch as a coach, as a spectator, as a parent. Uh, uh, this group of kids is is quite amazing, and I believe there's six seniors on there. So yeah, you're losing a good chunk, but next year's team's going to be just as fun. Yeah. So Jonah Willis, I know you mentioned him. As one of the guys you mentioned, he he golfed for a while, didn't he? And then decided to go up for baseball. Yeah, Jonas Jonas played baseball on and off. Uh, you know, I've had Jonah here the last couple of years playing in that fall ball league. Uh, Jonah comes to work. He's he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's a smart, intelligent kid. Um, he's baseball smart. Uh, he doesn't complain. You go and ask him to do a job. Uh, he does it. He he. he where do you want me to play? I'll go play it. I've never played there. I'll play it. I, you know, you want me to bat eighth? You want me to bat first? I don't care. Uh, Jonah's a good guy to have on the team because even uh, even if he's not playing in the game, he's going to be the first one, one of the first ones that, uh, you know, we score a run. He's going to be right outside of that dugout uh, cheering that guy in. And, you know, so uh, I, I don't have nothing bad to say about Jonah Willis. Uh, Isaiah Anderson's another leader. Um, that, that kid puts in his work too. Uh, Brady being the signal caller there behind the plate. Um, again, baseball smarts, you know, you got to know your situations if you're going to be a catcher. And that's why you see so many retired catchers become major league managers is because they're intelligent. So, yep. um, but yeah, and then I'm missing a whole bunch and I apologize to the, the people, I, but, but from top to bottom and of that whole roster that coach Cole has there, they're just, they're great not only great athletes, but great role models. So uh, keep up the good work, Coach Cole and, and, and the team. I agree with them. There's nothing There's nothing I can't disagree with God on that one. Yeah, and we, especially if I can get, um, I know for basketball, when I started doing that, I got Eric Ward on for some basketball ones. Especially what's the start they're off to. Um, I mean, I called it baseball talk. I'm not keeping it specifically, or diamond talk. I'm not keeping it specifically to Major League Baseball. I'm glad Rob got us on this topic, actually, because I don't mind talking about it at all. We love baseball, all of us here. So, um, and that leads me to, yeah, I'll probably try to get JC on and let him talk about the team some too. I think that would be a lot of fun. So just I like I had too. fun having Eric Ward on for basketball. So I think I'll try to work something out there. Um, maybe even once in a while get a player on here and there. So I know a couple guys. Yeah, I know a <laughs> few of them too. So. All right. So I think we're going to wrap up our first episode of diamond talk. So thank you, Rob, for coming on. You did great in your first podcast appearance. No, it's fun, fun to be here. And uh, thanks for the invite franchise. Uh, I, I, anybody that knows me, I, I love my kids first and I love baseball second. So it's, <laughs> I, I live, live and breathe. And, and, you know, you mentioned uh, coach Olson and coach Cole. I learned a lot from those two um, and, and becoming a coach. 
uh, watching those two guys, learning from them, picking their brains, uh, watching them in action. I, I install a lot of my coaching philosophies on what they taught me. So, and, and what I got to see from them. So, you know, uh, but yeah, blessed to have the opportunity to talk to you guys today and hopefully you guys enjoyed a little bit of uh, diamond talk. Yeah. Thanks again, Rob. Thank you, Colton, as always. You're welcome. So, it was my pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> so thanks as always for listening. Uh, this was your first episode of Diamond Talk. Hope you enjoyed and we'll try to make this fairly regular. Um, I don't know if we'll necessarily do it every week like football, but I do want to make it a regular thing. So, but Once a week. Colton, no, no, not once a week. Twice, once well, every two weeks. Actually, let me – Colton beat me to it, but as we wrap up here, I was going to ask, because you guys will probably be regulars. I see that happening anyway, as long as Rob's not <laughs> going to shut that idea down. <laughs> Seemed like you enjoyed yourself. So how often would you guys want to do one if we're... You know, I think if we're, if we're going to talk 90% major leagues and, and some local stuff here... Uh... You know, I think every other week's fine. I think uh, it gives you, it gives the Twins a chance to play uh, eight, ten games, and and then reevaluate after eight, ten games. Uh, you know, our, our our local nine there at, at May Forever, we can, you know, they'll get a few games in. We can talk about them again, and uh, you it's know, once they're done, then you're going to be talking about the the Wells Wildcats and the the uh, Cleveland Spiders and the Minnesota Lake Royals and, and and Lake Crystal. You know, a lot of area amateur teams, so. Yeah, I agree. I think every other week would be about perfect. Uh, you know, well, it might not ever be always be the same day of the week, but we'll find a day that works for us. And Ethan Sindelier, when he can come on, like I mentioned, if I can work something out with Jeff Cole, you know, I think it would be great to have him on, maybe even a player from time to time. So, um, yeah. And once the Mesa Lake Royals start, I, you know, <laughs> Wardell has already been on for basketball. Uh, I think he's still managing the Royals, isn't he? So, Last I knew. So I wouldn't have, mind having him talk about him some too. So um, with that, thanks again for listening to Diamond Talk. Have a great day. and uh, Have a great night. Day, night, same difference. To some people, if they're listening in a different country, they might be starting <laughs> their day. So you never know. You never know how big I am. So anyway, have a great night slash day wherever in the world you are.